Hello and welcome back to episode number 8 of the Indie Game X podcast. For this week's interview we're jumping around the globe again and we're heading to Portugal to speak to the developer of Into a Dream uh, which is actually a, a slightly different pace game to some of the ones we've been covering so this is a very story-driven game about love, hopelessness and depression um, and it looks gorgeous so we're just going to jump straight into the interview uh, but what we'll say is listen out after the interview as I have a pretty cool little announcement um, so keep an ear out for that okay let's get on with it so welcome to the show mystery guest how are you doing fine how are you <laughs> thank you so much for having me <laughs> my pleasure my pleasure uh, so we have again I'm trying to get out of the habit of saying the name of you and the name of the game in the intro because then I kill your first question so I'm keeping it a mystery uh, but I actually played your game well was it two weeks ago on stream yeah more or less yeah so this is kind of a follow-up to that playthrough of the demo and here we go so we're just gonna put it into podcast format for everybody to listen to what you've been creating tell us who you are and tell us about your game right so my name is uh, Philippe Tomas and I am uh, a Portuguese indie game developer for a little bit over a year I have studies in in engineering and I worked as an engineer before, and I decided to uh, to quit my job because I, I I finally understood that it was not for me, and I had some some savings. And in the meantime, while trying to decide what was my 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 path going forward, I decided to download Unity, started messing a little bit with it, and realized that I could probably be able to make a game. <laughs> As simple as that. Wow. <laughs> and uh, and basically, so I, I, I did a prototype in like two weeks to make sure that I was able to do all the different components of the game. And I was pretty happy with the results. And from that prototype, the game called Into a Dream was born. Uh, Into a Dream is basically a story-driven game. And I decided to be so because, for one hand, I really love uh, writing narratives and making a story so that other people can uh, go through it uh, whether it is uh, I mean mainly if the story is of a humane emotional character but it was also a decision in order to not overscope the project I mean it was my first project I didn't I didn't have any kind of prior indie game knowledge so I decided to keep the, the gameplay part of the game which, which would imply a lot of programming so to speak I made it. I kept it simpler and made the focus a lot more on the on the narrative and on the writing and on character development, etc. And this is basically the main core of Into a Dream. So it's not your typical typical game. I mean, I would say that a lot of non-gamers could play and enjoy Into a Dream uh, because it's much more based on the narrative aspect than it is on the gameplay itself, like jumping and puzzle i mean there is some of that but to a, an easier and lesser extent wow there's loads to unpack there wow okay right <laughs> so <laughs> who the hell just thinks they'll have a go at unity and just creates a game who does that well i mean it, it, it's something that's very uh of my personality uh for the best or for the worst i mean i'm i'm one of those people that when they go and see like uh a very renowned movie or a, 
a renowned musical or something like that, I also have that feeling, which is a little bit stupid and naive in a way, but yeah, I could do this as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and well, I mean, sometimes it pans out, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, this time the stars kind of aligned in the sense that um, I had some knowledge, uh, previous experience in music and in writing. Uh, and I started learning Unity when I was in between jobs. I had some financial stability to support me for a while if, if needed. So I just took the risk. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a mate. I mean, so was this really the first time? I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm assuming you've always been a gamer casually. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but is this the first time you even tried to learn anything or create a game? So I. I wanted to create a game for quite a while now. It's been on the back of my head for like five or six years. I even started to create a, a story for the game that I would eventually write. Uh, but actually going into the programming, uh, yes, I mean, I, I think in December 2018, I messed a little bit with uh, an open source program called Godot. But uh, okay. I mean, seriously, it was only on February of 2019 when I downloaded Unity and started doing the tutorials of it. And I mean, of course, I have some programming background. It's not that I learned how to program from scratch. I mean, I've, <laughs> I learned to program in, in, in the university. Uh, and then on my work, I had to program as well. Uh, okay. And Unity makes it quite simple for those who have some programming background and know how things work. Uh, the way that it's constructed helps you a lot in not needing to learn a lot of the, the complex, complex stuff. So um, what were you coding in before? What languages did you know? So I, I learned C and C++ in, in, in college. Perfect. But then I used, I used Python mainly on my day-to-day -day oh, okay. job. I've, I've had a little go on Python, but I just cannot program. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm, too, I'm yeah. far too impatient. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. But uh, Python is, is actually a quite straightforward uh, language. It's quite good for, I mean, and now, at, at least in Portugal, every college is, is using it as the main, the main programming oh, language to learn. That's very cool. That's very cool. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, the game, again, I'm, if you're watching the live stream or the replay on YouTube, wherever you're watching it, I'm just playing the game, again, casually in the background here, just so you can... You can take a look at as we're discussing it, um, but if you're not watching it, then the the obvious visual comparison is limbo for a style look. I mean, you know, not it's kind of like a zoomed in limbo. Isn't it? <laughs> mm -hmm. So you've got that silhouetted kind of silhouetted two D, but with a three D effect view angle, haven't you? Side scrolling, and it look, again, it looks beautiful, and the the music is lovely, and the sound effects are lovely. You can't hear it here because otherwise you'd be distracting one here. So I've, I've muted it all for the moment. Um, so how did you create the artwork? I mean, how did you have any? Uh, don't tell me you had artistic skills as well, just to make us a bit sicker. No, but the the art the art was also all made by by me. <laughs> but, uh, but but actually, the art was the um, was the most. I mean, it, it was the thing that I was most uncertain about when I started this, because I don't have any kind of major artistic background. 
in terms of design or drawing or etc so most of the choices in design um, were actually not choices per se they, they were basically made to simplify my my life for example the silhouette approach contrarily to what one may think i mean I, I just played limbo after i already have settled on the on the design style to be honest oh interesting um uh, i mean the, the the silhouette approach was simply because i wouldn't have to design the details <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's to draw eyes and noses and stuff and basically and uh and um the, the monochromatic uh kind of feel that i have because if you look at the the design of my of my scenes basically the foreground is black but then mm -hmm. it goes in in uh, basically it it then turns into a, a certain color in the background that goes lighter and lighter and lighter until it's as bright as possible in the in the background and this approach yeah. was actually something that i took inspiration from a tutorial on youtube that actually taught how to do this kind of monochromatic uh oh. art so yeah uh, of course it looks a lot like limbo mainly one of the first levels because it's more black and whitish but it was not from there where i got my my inspiration okay well, we should probably talk about because the the style you've gone for actually suits the story doesn't it and that, the backstory of, of of the game does um so uh, do you want to just explain what that backstory is of course yeah this the the story is is the following so Basically, you play as a, a character that wakes up in a mysterious place and has no clear recollections of anything in its past, in his past, and eventually stumbles upon um, a, a recording uh, of these two doctors that tell him that he is a renowned psychologist and his mind has been linked to the mind slash dreams of this man called Luke Williams, who has been diagnosed with severe depression. And um, this uh, man, this Luke uh, person that is depressed, has such a deep state of depression that uh, conventional psychotherapy methods haven't been able to help him past his darkness. And so this new method, which is trying to help the person from within, from inside him, is basically tried and you are the person that the psychologist that was chosen to delve into this man's dreams so your goal is basically to find luke to try and understand what led him to that state so what were the events in his life that made him end up in this depressed state and if mm -hmm. possible to lend a helping hand in overcoming this this issue yeah, and the style of the game has this actually this component of darkness in the foreground and light in the background that kind yes. of matches this story as well because the person is actually uh, depressed and hence the foreground being black but there's a sense of hope and a sense of lightness that hasn't completely faded away and that is eluded by the the background being uh, lit and well your goal is to bring lightness to the foreground as well so to speak yeah and it has got a i mean yeah that sums up perfectly it matches the story so well it's fantastic and it's got like a it feels like a dreamy hazy sort of state to the whole game isn't it um it's all sort of slightly and the fact that you've used the silhouette 
where you can't quite make out you can't make people's faces and features out you're not quite sure where you are matches that story absolutely spot on it it it, it adds up very well i mean it was as i said it was although it was not it was something that was <laughs> thought of for take the credit take the credit you're no, a genius but, no, but... <laughs> no, but but it, eventually it, it was built. It was built upon that, and actually one of the one of the things that actually also pops, I think, of course, helps pop the dreamy style, and was something that I possibly it was what took me the longest in all the design process was actually the lighting, and by lighting yeah. I mean I mean the difference of color between the different uh, layers. I mean foreground, background, etc., and these little mm -hmm. flashes and these. Sun rays and moon rays and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that's what probably took the most time in the design process. To be honest, yeah, it looks again. It looks absolutely beautiful, <laughs> and, and it makes you if you feel calm while you're playing it. Um, it's kind of like a an interactive book feel to it, isn't it? I mean, it is a game. Don't get me wrong. It is it is a game. You've got things to to read and interact with and jump on and and puzzles to sort of solve but there is the, as you said the main point of the game is to tell this story of actually quite a it's quite a deep subject as well isn't it this isn't a, a throwaway subject you've got here the, with the depression i mean yes i, I understand yeah the depression is, is of course something that is not tackled that much in video games i mean there are some video games that do it exceptionally well it's very hard it's a very uh, hard example, thing to nail yes. down isn't it and and, and also yeah, and, and also to be honest, this game doesn't aim to explain how someone lives through the, uh, with a depression or actually focus on the depression itself. Um, the game focuses much more on the story that led to that, hmm. which is uh, also a topic that, well, I cannot unveil because it's the the bulk of the story uh yeah basically main spoiler but it's also not an easy subject uh but yet again the depression although not being the main thing that i want to tackle in this game no. is of course something that is tackled is something that of course is told throughout the game and in the end you have to help him overcome the depression whatever was the cause for that and i hope that it may help bring some or continue to bring some awareness to the mental health issues that has something that has come a long way already but still has a lot more ground to be to be broken in the future because it's there's a lot of taboos still and i think that video games as the platform that they are can help greatly in in overcoming these taboos and these yeah, issues with it definitely it's it's and it's nice to see uh, the kind of taboo subject tackled by games and that shows the power of games where they've grown in the last sort of 20 years and and the technology to do it as well as you know because you it would have been difficult to make this feel of a game if you were using a nez <laughs> you just wouldn't have got the atmospheric feel to it would you yes i yeah i understand but but i think that most of it comes from the narrative point i think that the writers have become a little bit more i mean it's not the right word for it because i, I just the only word that comes to to mind is uh, real, but they have become a little bit more, yeah, in ground with with subjects that really matter and try to tackle important subjects and not only you know amuse and entertain, which was most of the writing for video games back. Of course, in the beginning. So, who has uh, have you just developed this completely yourself, or have you had help um, in anything in the project? 
Uh, no, basically it was almost 100% me. I had help with a friend in the first uh, recordings for the voiceover. Uh, of, of, of course, I had tons of help from the internet and also friends that uh, told me, I mean, a lot about programming, how should I do stuff, uh, but actual the actual code and the actual drawings and the actual music was in the end, I mean, 99.5% made by, by me. Very impressive. <laughs> and what about the writing? Uh, because you said you know you're not a professional writer, but how have you how have you managed to do the writing in and still make it feel like a proper story? You, you know, because cause that's the whole. Because <laughs> it's again, writing is a is a, a pure skill in itself. So, have you had any experience before this writing? Yeah. So, uh, as I said, the reason it was one of the reasons why I chose this style of game as well. Uh, writing alongside with music are the two subjects that I had the most experience with in the past. Uh, I have uh, written and composed an original musical before, wow. which I yeah, which I also uh, brought to life in 2018. And although not released in any way, I wrote a lot of poems, short stories, and tried to write a lot of no novels and stuff like that. Uh, so it's something that has been present in my life for, for quite a while, the, the narrative aspect and writing, and I'm quite comfortable in, in doing so. Uh, mainly, of course, I do it in Portuguese, and this being mainly in English was a, an added difficulty. Yeah. Uh, but it also helped a lot in the end that uh, some of the voice actors that were friends of mine, I mean, one of them, the main character, is actually a... a a literature, literature and, and drama uh, professor. He's British, but he's a professor here, and he kind of proofread the whole script and helped me a lot with it. Oh, fantastic. So that was yeah very important to, I hope, make the English pop out a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, okay, so what about what about troubles? What's what's been the hardest thing for you to, to develop the game with? Is there anything that's caused you the biggest issue? I think that one of the biggest issues is is happening right now, which is the the marketing oh. uh, and PR phase of it. Because it's, I mean, of course, there was a lot. There's a lot of struggles in the in the development part, and I'll get to that. But uh, I'm actually the. It's my 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 weak spot is is the the PR part. I'm not a person that you know sends or likes to send a lot of email <laughs> and follows up with people and goes to a lot of Discord places and just. <laughs> Has the nerves to put up and go to Reddit all the time and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. I I just have this <laughs> force against me that it's completely irrational. You're not but, uh, like I say almost every week now. That is the, pretty much the same thing that everybody struggles with. And, and well, and hence what's happening is that although people have been enjoying the game very much from what I've seen, people playing the demo and stuff like that, it hasn't really got to that many people, and. And that's going to be the the, the next big uh, thing that I have to to tackle. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, other than that, I, yeah. Tell me. Go ahead. I would say, and that, that's exactly why I wanted to start doing these podcasts because, as I was <laughs> seeing, you know, people were were struggling to to get the game shown to people. And it seems to be they, they do all this hard work, and then they're like, "Oh, guess I should let people know about this." I, I suppose. Um. Well, for, I have to say that it, it's a wonderful, wonderful initiative what you're <laughs> what you're doing here. No, it, it really is because it's something that I mean, it, it's it's such a completely 
different thing from the development itself. Uh, it's a completely different beast. Yeah. And people, yeah, most of the times just get there and they feel completely lost. And sometimes they don't have the money to hire a PR or to hire a marketing person, or they don't want to invest because they are afraid of doing so, <laughs> or they just think it's not important which was not the case in my case, but still it happens. Yeah, so. Of course it does, yeah. There's lots of reasons why, you know. Um, but it's it's one of the most important parts of any development. <laughs> There's no point if no one knows about it. I mean, yeah, if, if you make a great whatever, but people don't buy it because they don't know about it, I mean, <laughs> it's almost the same thing as doing nothing as... I mean, it's not, of course, but into what the world concerns... Absolutely, it is. It is cool. Okay, well, um, what about? Um, do you have any plans for uh, for more games or or a follow on from this game at all? Have you thought about that far yet? Yes, I, I have. I mean, I, I do have big plans for the future in terms of indie of game development. I have to be honest that I really, absolutely adored this, loved this this last year. That that went by, and so I want to continue doing this for the in the future. Uh, of course, probably something a little bit more ambitious, with not necessarily only a, as a solo developer. But I don't want to have my expectations too high at the moment because a lot is going to depend on the success of this project. Because as I said, I'm not having any kind of income for the last year. Wow. Um, and, and I'm although I'm not still in a financially struggling position, of course, if this is a complete failure, I will have to consider twice if I will continue doing this full time or doing it part time. And this, of course, will have a lot of of impacts on the, the future projects. But if this goes at least a minimum well, so to speak, a, rel a minimum mm -hmm. success, I already have some some ideas for games in the future, yes. Okay. Well, quality-wise, there's definitely no issues because <laughs> it is it is a it is a fantastic game. It's a beautiful little game. I don't know how how long is the game playthrough-wise. I mean, I know that depends on what people do, but um, right. I think I think it's on average four hours. Okay, four hours. Okay, so that's that's a nice length. So that's um, it's on par with a lot of games. Uh, like this, so to speak. Uh, I mean, Limbo, which is completely different of a game. Yes. But uh, it's still three to four hours. To the Moon, which is a completely story-driven game as well, is also three to four hours. So that's kind of what I aimed for. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm at the bit with the uh, with the dog, and I always forget what forget <laughs> what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> um, um, oh, okay. Actually, the thing we didn't cover is that you tweeted yesterday that yeah. is in the game again i'm not going to give too much away but in the game you come across a book that a character has written and yes and you've decided to actually write the book is that right yes uh yeah so so what this is due to a lot of factors but one of them also something that i tweeted yesterday is that the game is going to be delayed from its original release date mainly due to the the coronavirus situation in the world uh because that in uh, well that and the fact that i 
am not the best at marketing and PR and didn't have a proper strategy until not that long ago. I decided that I should. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it, 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 it's, although it's probably a good time for people to buy and play games, it's not a good time for people to uh, build a community around a certain game. And, and this is eventually going to the, to the book story, don't worry. And what, hap what happens is that I, I'm going to, to have a, a, a crowdfunding in June. Okay. I am already preparing. I'm already preparing for it, and and it's it's mainly for for to to build the community, and the costs are going to marketing and to community building. And when I was thinking about what uh, I'm going to, you know, offer people that would back the the crowdfunding, uh, one of the things is going to be actually the the writing of of the lighthouse which is the the story within a story in the game um very cool and i am going to write not of course as a novel as it is in the game because i don't have time for that <laughs> but i am already uh, but yeah i am already planning the the short story version of it i haven't started to write yet but i already have kind of a storyboard so to speak and i will start writing yeah in the following days uh and uh yeah well the the book is not that spoken of it's i mean there's three or four references in the game to the lighthouse uh but it has kind of a a deep connection to the to the story and so i think that people that eventually get the chance to to read the the, the short story i think that they will have a, a a deeper understanding of the of what happened or at least of I mean, on the perspective of the um, on the person that wrote the book, which in in this case is the wife of the the man with the depression. Very cool. okay. So that's that's awesome. That's a great idea. Um, and where are you doing the crowdfunding? Which platform are you using? So I'm using Indiegogo because uh, well, I mean, there, there was basically not that much of a choice because Kickstarter doesn't have uh, you, we can to Kickstarter in Portugal. Oh really? So we're going for yeah. So, <laughs> how weird! So Indiegogo is, yeah, it, it is, it is. Okay. Uh, well, so Indiegogo is going to be the the main platform. Okay, so we'll make sure we leave a link to that to that um, project uh, in the show oh, notes yeah. and on the YouTube comments and everywhere else. We'll make sure we link to that. Okay, so that brings me on to the to the obvious question of what help do you want with the game? Obviously, we've all finished it, so I'm assuming it's just as much help sharing and marketing and letting people know about the game as possible is that is that about right yeah pretty much the game is finished more or less i mean the game was supposed to be released in may in the end of may and i'm not postponing it due to issues in ending its development so i don't need any help on that at the moment uh sharing marketing word of mouth playing streamers playing it mm -hmm. press that's that's all that is required right now it's basically to build up a community and yeah <laughs> okay, that's good okay and is it it's available on steam yet or not or will it be on steam which platforms is it actually available on or going to be so it's going it's going to be available in two platforms at least on the on the, on the time of release mm -hmm. uh, one of them being of course steam and there's already a, a steam page set up Okay. Uh, and the and the other one is going to be the new platform that is actually going to be released this month, at least the beta version, which is called the Vox Pop Games. Oh, okay. Uh, which that. is uh, 
it, it, it's a new platform uh, specifically for for indie games. So basically, their motto is to well help indie games make a living, so to speak. Indie developers make a living. Sounds like somewhere so they have a different be. model. Yeah, yeah. They they they've actually they ask for uh, streamers and stuff like that uh, to to promote the game. So they don't hire only developers, but they hire also streamers to to share and market the content of their partners. Um, and yeah, so the 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 beta version is I think is going to be up this month, and it's going to be released on there as well in July, which is where I when I expect the game to be released at the moment. Okay, and and how how do you spell that place? What was it Voxbox? Voxpop, so V O X P O P. Ah, let's just uh, do some live research. Voxpop. Okay. It, oh, there we if, go. if you go to my yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's it. Okay, so uh, something I never actually asked people is which which platform do you have a preference? as to which platform people buy the game on. Which one helps you out the most? Because I know Steam take, Steam <laughs> will take a, a big chunk, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, Steam does take a big chunk. Um, I mean, that, I, I don't know if I can speak about the, the chunk of, of Voxpop at the moment. No, that's fair enough. That's fair. But, I mean, uh, you, can have, you can still have a preference. I mean, if someone's thinking about buying the game, which they should, by the way, it's, it's fantastic, then you must have a preference to which one you would prefer them to buy it on, if possible. I mean, you know. It's, it's it's quite tricky to be honest because um, although Steam probably is the the one that takes the biggest chunk of all compared to the Epic Store and to others mm -hmm. because I mean it has a monopoly so to speak. Of course, there's a big advantage in having wish lists and reviews and people buying the game there because I mean it it will make it uh, market your game so to speak in their front store. Mm -hmm. And you have access to more and more people, so it, it's not that linear of, of a question. I mean, if, if, yeah. if we go to, I mean, earning more money per sale, of course, Steam is not going to be the most valuable. No, but long term, but, it's uh, going to have more more exposure, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I mean, I would like for people to, I mean, if if they buy in a different platform than Steam, I would probably prefer them to have wish listed on Steam and even though buying in the other platform to go and give a review on Steam as well. Uh, because in the end, it's where most of the people are. So if the algorithm pushes me up, the most people get the chance to hear about Into a Dream. So really, we want people to buy it on all platforms, please. <laughs> that would be that would be ideal, That's of course. Ideal, yeah. Just buy it everywhere. Thanks. That is all the main questions that I have. Is there anything you want to cover that we haven't covered? I, I just want, to, maybe I would like to say, because I, I, I didn't quite continue when you asked about the, the struggles and I talked about PR and marketing. Yes. But I think it's, it's, almost, it's probably also important to state another struggle that I have and that probably a lot of indie developers also have the same struggle, mm -hmm. which is the, well, the fact that you're you're doing this uh, alone or with one or two people, and you don't have any kind of revenue, and you need to maintain focus on what you're doing, um, and this is something that for everybody that is listening and that it's going through the same thing. I mean, it's it's completely normal, and you you just need to 
you know, concede that there are going to be days where you think that the project is going nowhere. And there are going to be days or even weeks. I mean, it happened to me. I was in the middle of the game and I had this the story kind of planned out, but I decided that, I mean, the story didn't make sense from that point further. And so I spent like two or three weeks where I just got out of the house and went walking and thinking about what path should the story take. And for, for that amount of time, for that three weeks, uh, I didn't end up with any conclusion. So basically I was completely stuck for three weeks where basically it seemed that I hadn't worked at all. Uh, and I mean, this is completely part of the process. Sure, it feels like writer's block, isn't it? It, it, it's 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 mostly the same yeah. thing yeah i assume yeah um and yeah i mean people just need to yeah understand it's a normal part of it and try to cope it as 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 they can and one thing that is quite important for people to try and 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 understand is that thinking about stuff and not getting to any conclusion is still work uh, it's still it's time that you spend, I mean, and, and it adds up to something. It's not completely useless as it's easy for someone to to come up to the conclusion of. Was there anything that you found helped you get through that? Was it talking to other developers or people in the community of the game or or complete people completely unrelated to gaming? Was there anything that helped you get uh, through it? Yes, it did, it, 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 and it was talking to people that were not related to, to gaming, so friends and family. But, but yet again, I think that it really varies from person to person. I am one of those persons, uh, one of those people that just firing up ideas with someone else uh, is what triggers the most creativity in me, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I tried to, by myself, come up to a conclusion but I, I couldn't. And then I spoke to someone, that person just gave an idea. And it, it's, it's so weird because the person said, oh, you should do this. And then I immediately said, no, I should do that. Uh, but <laughs> oh, that's it, your yeah. idea. That's a terrible idea. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It, it, it. It's weird, but it's how I personally work. <laughs> but what I suggest is for people to, I mean, try different stuff. Uh, I mean, if you're doing the same thing in terms of routine-wise places for just one, two, three, four days, just do something different. Uh, I mean, there are correlations between the environment around us and the ideas that we get and the creativity that we get. So the best thing that one needs to get when they are in this writer's block or design block or whatever is just to try and change their their routine in a way uh, Well, until, until someone unblocks it. Yeah, it's very good advice. It's actually actually nice advice to hear um, because it's probably a, a subject that I don't really cover on the podcast about advice for other developers. You know, um, I do talk about advice for people wanting to get into development. You know, and and I, I you know, okay, but I don't actually cover really the the struggles that devs go through. You know, mentally, there's a, there's a lot to it, and you are on your own a lot as people are finding out with self isolation. You know. Um, Imagine doing that as your job. <laughs> you have to lock yourself away to concentrate for months on end. Um, so there's a lot to that, absolutely. Um, okay, so where is the best place for people to find out more information about the game? Because the demo is still available now, isn't it? The, the demo is going to be available until the, the release date. I'm probably going to update it because 
I now also have a Russian translation of the demo Ooh. that is now in this in its latest development, and I have made a lot of improvements. But the best, the, the place where I share the most development is on Twitter. Yep. Although now both Discord and the mailing list are going to be extremely important because uh, that's wh where it's going to be easier for people to find in an organized manner stuff related to the crowdfunding and to the actual release date and okay. etc. So Twitter for those little details if you want to know about what have I done that day regarding development. Mm -hmm. But for important announcements, uh, going to my Discord or joining to the mailing list is the it would be the most helpful, not only for people interested in the game, but also for me and for my own community building. Of course. Okay, so you heard it here. So if you are interested in the game, um, I suggest, where is the demo hosted? Um, the demo is hosted on itch. On itch. Yes. Only, only for now. I'm actually thinking about uh, in, of, of if, if whether I should uh, add it to Steam as well. I will have some more info on that in the next few days. But for now, it's only on, on itch. Okay, so head to itch, download it, download the demo there if you're interested. And um, where can people sign up to the newsletter? Do you have a website? Yes, I do have a website, uh, which I will probably give you the link. Yep. Uh, it's not easy to, <laughs> to spell, but then, yeah, yeah, because it's, it, it, I don't have a domain yet. That's right. Okay. Uh, That's fine. So keep an eye out for the show notes yeah, and I, the comments, yeah. YouTube comments and all that. And we'll, I'll make sure that I push all the latest links and updates on there. Um, and actually, if... In, in the website, there's both the, the links to the Steam page, to the demo, to the newsletter. And there's also the trailer, screenshots, and the soundtrack is available for listening oh. uh, on the website as well. Okay. So you composed all the, the audio, your music yourself, did you, I assume? I did, yes. Beautiful. Fantastic. Okay. Um, so oh, what is your, your Twitter handle? That's easy one to, to read out. It's, yeah, it's Into a Dream Game. There we go, Into a Dream Game. And most of my social media, such as Facebook or Instagram uh, or at something like that, it's all, all, always Into a Dream Game. Okay, fantastic. Okay, well, um, it's been a pleasure playing the game. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a really nice build-up, and I'm going to have to buy it because I have to see what goes on. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> so your writing worked because I need to know what happened. Good. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. But honestly, I do. I do highly recommend people. You know, you've at least got to go and check the demo out because, although if you do, if if you're going to go and check the demo out, be prepared to buy the game. So, bear that in mind. So, go grab the demo. <laughs> go sign up for the mailing list. Um, keep an eye out for the links. Make sure you follow on Twitter. And this, is, I'm convinced, this is going to be a huge success if we can just get people to know about it. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, it's been lovely talking to you. Um, and this has taken, we've actually been trying to do this podcast for about three weeks. <laughs> but, but the world keeps getting in the way. So um, it's good to finally get it done. It is. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And there we go. That is another episode all wrapped up. Thank you so much to uh, Philippe for chatting to me. It was, I thought it was a really interesting interview. Again, covering a totally different topic to quite a lot of other games, really. So that was really cool. Now, you heard um, Philippe there talk about 
the new platform that he's going to be releasing the game on, which is going into beta very soon. And that is called, um, as he said, Vox Pop Games. What I've actually done for, for the announcement is I've actually joined Vox Pop Games um, as a streaming partner. So that will give me access to loads of indie devs and indie gamers to talk to. So the content should just be all over the place now. So there should be no shortage of content. Um, and thank you to Vox Pop Games to, uh, for having me on board. I, I can't wait to get started. So keep an eye out next week as I'll be joining the beta for this and doing some streams and doing some um, some content based around Vox Pop. And hopefully you'll find it really interesting just like I do. So there we go. Please make sure you keep an eye out for Philippe's Indiegogo campaign. If you wish to help him out and, and support him and, and back him, then keep an eye out for the links. Uh, Twitter's probably going to be the best place to find those. So um, I'll make sure I link them as well. I've got a huge list of links and everything that Philippe has provided for Into a Dream. So please check the show notes and you can find all those on there. And of course, you can find this video up on YouTube now. So if you head to YouTube, find the Indie Gaming X channel, you can see the live recording of this podcast if you wish to do so. If you're an indie dev and you'd like to have your game featured on the podcast and on YouTube and Twitch and all of that stuff, then please just send me an email or Twitter DM, whatever you want. So you can email me at either of my accounts. So it's uh, the for the podcast, it's indiegamiax at gmail.com or cforseries at gmail.com, whichever one you prefer. Twitter is the same, TV on Twitter or indiegamiax if you want to find me on Twitter. So... Thank you so much for joining me. Um, again, thank you for all the awesome feedback everyone, everybody's been giving me. I'm loving it. I hope you enjoyed the show. And please let me know if you've got any thoughts or ideas about the podcast. I'm happy to listen to any ideas you have. So thank you again. Until next time, ciao for now.